Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani. And alongside me tonight, folks, during an extremely tumultuous week in the National Football League, is my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. He has a favorable matchup coming up on Saturday against the West Virginia Mountaineers. And I am extremely hopeful that the Cyclones can right the ship. But Nick, it is all about the Chicago Bears and their moves at the trade deadline. I know it's hard for us to both soak in. I want to know one thing before we start. How are you doing tonight, my brother? You know, I'm doing very well because of some of the things you alluded to. We'll get into some fun with the Bears. I'm excited to obviously cover another Cyclones game. Got some friends coming to town. It'll be great. I've been one to experience it, folks. There's truly nothing sweeter than a Saturday afternoon spent in Ames, Iowa. Parlay that with heading into the stadium at the Jack. There is something special in the air. So I wish I was joining you on Saturday. But, folks, you need to strap in for this one because there have been an astronomical amount of moves around the league and specifically with our beloved Chicago Bears. So thank you for tuning in. And as always, juice up. All right, Nick. We are going to cut right to the chase here. No pun intended. Our beloved Chicago Bears have traded away their best and most dominant football player in Roquan Smith to the Baltimore Ravens, and they received in return a second-round pick for next year and a fifth-round pick for next year. And the Ravens threw in Iowa State product, A.J. Klein, in the deal, but I didn't really factor that into the move itself because of the great loss that the Bears suffered in trading away the leader of the defense, number 58, Roquan Smith. I have had a day or two to digest it. I am still feeling incredibly sick about it. I tweeted about it earlier. Some people may not have understood it, but I would have felt tremendous amount of frustration regardless of what team Roquan Smith were to be traded to. It doesn't matter that it's the Baltimore Ravens. It could be the Las Vegas Raiders for all I care. The fact that he is no longer in the Navy and Orange is what is making my stomach absolutely churn. And I don't know what it's like to have that defense go out there on a Sunday afternoon and 58 is not out there cracking heads. So I am absolutely distraught by this trade. I want to hear your thoughts about it, Nick. And, of course, the Bears have made moves in a more positive direction, almost distracting us from the great loss that is Roquan Smith. So I want to hear how you're feeling about the present with this Bears defense and also what there is to look forward to with so many draft picks in 2023. Yeah, so honestly, brother, I don't think I took it quite the level of as hard as you, I know that he was absolutely one of your favorite players, but 
I was very disappointed to see it too, quite honestly, because I mean, even before we learned kind of the return, you know, he's not only a good, a very good player. He was a leader on the team, seemed very well liked, obviously voted a captain this year, you know, kind of one of the, the mainstays and vocal leaders within the team. And I understand that he might not be the most natural fit in kind of how this team is looking to build on that side of the ball and, you know, kind of figure things out for the future. And it certainly doesn't sound like everything we've kind of heard about the contract situation that he was going to be a bear long-term. So with all of that said, I understand the reasoning behind it. And I was even talking with our uncle that I like how aggressive and, and unafraid to make changes that Ryan Poles is, but then he absolutely needs to deliver in the off season. And I think he has done so in one way already. I know that you're going to bring that up very shortly here. And that's something we're excited about, but you know, somebody made a great point on, on Twitter that, Making moves like this, and obviously Robert Quinn last week, Khalil Mack, not putting much of an effort for Allen Robinson at all. That brings attention to the Bears in this front office, which I don't think is the worst thing, but with that attention, you need to be able to deliver under pressure. Nick, you genuinely could not have said it better, and Ryan Poles made it pretty clear in his media availability that he and Roquan Smith were nowhere near on the same page in terms of Roquan's value in the long term. And Poles has made it clear that these true leaders on defense are not a priority for him right now. And maybe he will build through the draft and go get a marquee guy defensively in free agency. But you talk about those three moves of essentially your three best defensive players in Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn, and Roquan Smith. One of those players is just entering the prime of his career and is just as young as the rest of the roster. So that is what really is mind-boggling to me is the fact that Roquan Smith is in his mid-20s and in a perfect position to move forward with the Chicago Bears franchise as a leader and a mainstay of the defense. He's not a guy whose best years are behind him. He is someone that is just scratching the surface in his capabilities in the National Football League. So that is what really struck me in a negative way with this trade. and. Ultimately, as we sit right now in the 2022 season, this Bears team has zero identity on defense. I have to say it. There are a bunch of no-namers on the front line and in the linebacking core. In what world are the Chicago Bears most strong in the secondary? That is preposterous. And tie it all together, we have a defensive head coach at the helm right now. So it surprises me that 
GM Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus are on the same page right now because Eberflus is all about defense. So to close off the conversation about Roquan Smith, I'm happy for him in the fact that he's going to a team that will likely make the playoffs and he will make an instant impact there. A move that Ryan Poles made in an extremely positive direction on the other side of the football is going out to Pittsburgh and snagging away an extremely massive and reliable wide receiver in the Notre Dame product, Chase Claypool. I am over the moon about this trade. I thought what we gave up was a little bit generous for the Steelers, but as you and I have talked about, Nick, this league is driven by skill players and quarterbacks, so you're going to have to give up a little bit more. And I want to hear your opinion on this trade because Chase Claypool is certainly on the younger side of town. He's having a down year, but there has been a revolving door at quarterback and kind of starting from square one with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And his first two seasons in this league were extremely productive, over 800 yards in both seasons. And that was with Big Ben as his quarterback, whereas for the most of this year, Kenny Pickett, a rookie, has not found his footing in any stretch of the imagination. So now Chase Claypool joins the Bears with an ascending QB in Justin Fields. Yeah, I think it's certainly exciting. I agree that, you know, the Bears certainly didn't get a steal by any means with what they gave up. But he has shown the ability to be productive. And, you know, you mentioned Big Ben, who was clearly not Big Ben anymore. So I think that helps. You know, I love Mike Tomlin, but I don't think that offense has been, you know, necessarily anything special the last couple of years. The talent is clear. You know, he seems very excited about being in Chicago. And what did we know was kind of the big focus this year? Seeing what Justin Fields can do and getting to next year, hopefully with some wins under our belts, with a lot of money to spend. Now, this shows, do I think he's a prototypical number one in today's NFL? Not necessarily, but with him. Mooney, I do think somebody like Harry could stick around. And then investing in the draft, I think it's pretty exciting. I think we've started to see a little more chemistry between Fields and your man, Cole Komet. I love that the Bears did not trade David Montgomery. That makes me very happy. And it's just, it's a position at wide receiver, one that obviously the Bears need, that I don't think we're in panic mode after this season. I believe Claypool has... One full year under contract after this year. Mooney has at least one as well. And, and I do think he is somebody that Chicago loves. So I'm excited. You know, I, I know we were both very excited. I think it's a move that I'm not sure we expected because the Bears aren't going to necessarily do anything this year in terms of playoffs. And it's going to be exciting now. It's an additional reason to be excited to tune in. And hey, the Bears will have to throw a lot after the defense gets gouged, right? So it should be exciting. Nick, you're absolutely right in terms of this move being 
extremely unexpected, especially after what we saw with the Roquan Smith trade. That, to me, was kind of a nail in the coffin on this season. And looking ahead already to 2023. But the Chase Claypool trade kind of softens the blow for me a little bit because we have a big frame wide receiver that is reliable that can clearly catch the ball at a high clip in this NFL. And I know you'll agree with this, that, yes, Justin Fields has finally shown us consistency over the last few weeks, and I hope it continues on Sunday against the Dolphins. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't, especially at home field. This move to get Chase Claypool Yes, he will be under contract next year with us, and I hope we retain him beyond that if he does produce. But this opportunity for Darnell Mooney has to be like the heaven's gates have just opened upon him because Chase Claypool is going to attract so much attention across the league defensively that Darnell Mooney is going to be able to run free on Sunday afternoons and have himself a remarkable back half of this season. I think so, and I think it's a spot where we've seen you probably don't want Darnell as as necessarily your best receiver on the team, but he absolutely flourished, you know, alongside Allen Robinson. And I do think that showed kind of how much coverage and attention Robinson was getting, but – you're right. I think it's really great. I think both players are physically gifted. Obviously, Claypool has a little bit more of the size and strength. Mooney's a speed guy. I, I do like his route running ability. He has had a couple of bad drops this year, but I'm very excited as well. And, and again, it comes in the perfect time where we will likely be in a shootout on Sunday. You rolled into the matchup perfectly here, Nick. And just to close out the Chase Claypool conversation on some level, I know we'll probably talk about him as we preview this football game. Arguably my favorite thing about this trade is that two Notre Dame Fighting Irish stars are now reunited on the Bears offense in Cole Komet and Chase Claypool. Those guys are extremely good friends and will likely be spending the rest of the season together I know Cole Komet offered Claypool to stay at his house as he gets his feet wet in Chicago. So that gets me extremely excited for the chemistry of this football team as we roll into Sunday. We've got the Miami Dolphins coming into town, Nick. Another team that has essentially no identity on defense, and they do a lot offensively through the air. I know we were talking pre-show that I was extremely surprised by a statistic of Tyreek Hill. He is leading the National Football League with just under 1,000 receiving yards through eight football games. This man has 961 receiving yards and will likely eclipse 1,000 against the Bears on Sunday, which is preposterous. So... As I look at this game, I know we've kind of gone back and forth this week as we're excited about this football game. It is going to be an offensive shootout between two 
young quarterbacks trying to make names for themselves in this league. There is a remarkable duel at wide receiver in Miami between Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And now the Bears have a dynamic duo themselves at wideout and in the backfield. So this game is going to be high scoring, and I'm hopeful that the Bears can outscore the high-powered Mike McDaniel-led offense of the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this isn't, you know, the Dolphins team that we kind of came accustomed to seeing the last couple of years. Obviously, they, they had a couple of decent defenses. I mean, they had a good secondary. You know, guys like Kyle Van Noy made some stops there and some other veterans. And this year, especially, I believe it's three out of the last four weeks, including recently against Detroit, they can just – there's not much defense going on anymore, which I think obviously helps the Bears' offense. I think it also makes this game a little more fun. But going back to Chicago, I think there needs to still be that kind of focus and emphasis on the run game, even with Fields' ascension. I think you can do it all. But the Bears are putting up nearly historic numbers on the ground. I believe it's the fifth best rate in the last 60 years or so of rushing yards per game. So that's something that can continue. Obviously, that helps Fields as well because he's shown to be a fantastic runner. And I'm excited for this one. I, I do believe this is another game that I will get and be able to watch here. I think there are going to be a lot of points. And I'll be honest, I like Tua as a person. I haven't been very high on him as a quarterback in the NFL. He's shown me a little something this year. Toughness, obviously being aggressive and finding those, you know, fast, quick, impressive wideouts down the field in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So I, I think it's going to be fun. I don't think by any means this is going to be an easy game. There's a reason, obviously, that the Dolphins are favored, but it wouldn't shock me if the Bears came out with the win. Nick, you've got me over the moon for Sunday afternoon, and you mentioned two things there that I would love to hit on. One, Tua certainly has shown something of himself as he has been slinging the rock downfield to Tyreek Hill for folks literally 1,000 yards in eight football games. That is obscene for a receiver in this league. He is on his way to a 2,000-yard season, which would be historic. Another thing that you mentioned, a great matchup that we saw this past week, one of the worst teams in football with the Detroit Lions, Detroit could not be held off offensively. They lost by four points, I believe, 31 to 27 against these Dolphins. And that's exactly how I see this game going, but in favor of our beloved Chicago Bears. They're back at home. They showed a tremendous amount of heart offensively against the Dallas Cowboys defense, hanging nearly 30 at Jerry's World. And now Justin Fields has a reliable wide receiver that he can work into the offense. I don't think Claypool will get a ridiculous amount of targets because he'll have only had a couple practices in with the Chicago Bears. But he certainly will be a factor. And this offense is going to continue to roll. 
at least 50-plus rushing yards from David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. And you know Justin Fields is going to get out and run. That has been a huge piece of his success these last few weeks. I don't see it going away anytime soon. I am going to give you my score prediction right now and then work my way back into my bold predictions. The Bears are going to replicate the score of the Dolphins and Lions, but the home team is going to come out on top. I see Justin Fields throwing for two touchdowns, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert going in for one of their own. So that puts us at 28. And Cairo Santos puts the nail in the coffin. Bears win it 31-27 in front of the home crowd. And, and Chase Claypool gets to taste victory in the Midwest. Hard to disagree with a lot of, you know, kind of what you've said. I'll make my bold prediction into my score. I initially wanted to make it a little bolder, but it doesn't make sense with the final score necessarily. There'd have to be a missed extra point, and we know Santos is money. So nothing crazy, but I, I do think we get another really strong Justin Fields game. I will say throws for two, rushes for one. So three total touchdowns. I'd like to see that passing yardage up a little bit. And quite honestly, I, I kind of like the Bears to win this too. I mean, I think the only thing that would surprise me in this game is a blowout. Dolphins are a pretty good team, but you made a great point with the defense as we kind of bounced off of each other with that. Claypool, it'll just be nice to have him. I don't expect a ton from him. But again, I'd like to see a little more of Cole Komet involved. The running, the running game has been terrific. I could see Mooney getting a deep ball in this one. And... I'll say I like that 27, but I'm going to say that's for the winning team. 27-25, home team Bears. Nick, extremely similar score predictions as we roll into the weekend of football. I have a reinvigoration for this beloved Chicago Bears football team, regardless of what they did earlier in the week. I hope they don't let me down as they have so many times this season. <laughs> to cap off the show, I am going to give you my extremely bold. I know I've said the word extremely an absurd amount of times in this show. My two bold predictions as we head into an AFC matchup on CBS. You rarely see the Bears play on that network. Offensively, Chase Claypool is going to ingratiate himself in the city of Chicago and have a nice slant into the end zone as we score from inside the 10-yard line. And he is going to have reservations for six in his first football game as a member of the Chicago Bears. And defensively, this duo between Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill is as scary as they come in the league. And if the Bears want to win this game, they have to do everything they can to stop Tyreek Hill specifically. I can't believe this is even bold. But I am predicting that the Bears hold Tyreek Hill under 80 yards receiving, which is... Certainly bold, given what the Bears have 
in their starting defense at this point. So if they can do that, contain Tyreek Hill as much as possible, I think the home team comes out with the win, and we are happy rolling into the new week. And, you know, one thing I want to say here as we kind of wrap up, and this is credit to Poles, Eberflus, Fields, little bit to most Bears fans like you and certainly me. I love the faith and trust and investment in Justin Fields already because I don't think the Bears make a move like that if they don't feel that way about him. We've known he had the talent. I, I know that I reacted <laughs> in an incredible way when he got drafted that I don't think I've ever done, even at then 25 years old. And I'm incredibly excited and, and major credit to Luke Getze because it took him a little bit. But now I feel like he's really been doing what we had hoped for two or, two or three of the last few weeks. And now we just need to see it keep building, especially in these winnable games, games at home, games that are not against great defenses. I know we've got Detroit coming up here pretty soon. Man, I know we both like Campbell over there, but that defense has a ton of holes. And I'm just excited to see. I I just checked. It'd be a shock if I don't get the game here. And he's just an additional reason Justin Fields is to tune in to watch the Bears. Nick, this Bears team has an incredible opportunity to reach a 500 record in the month of November. I feel confident about that. If you haven't jumped aboard the Justin Fields train, it has already left the station and we are no longer accepting memberships. So I hope you got on while you still could because this quarterback is destined for greatness. He has plenty of weapons around him and he is showing himself to the world right now and we talked about this earlier in the week he is so clearly the best quarterback in his draft class just a year after entering the national football league and he's going to continue showing that as the season rolls on and this bears team has new life especially on offense we're going to have to outscore teams i don't know if we've ever had that opportunity in our lifetimes as Bears fans, we've always trusted our defense. That will have to be in the future because there is not a lot to look at and feel confident about on that side of the football. So, Nick, I am truly feeling great about this game, and I wish we were watching it together. But I will be watching with some family up north in Cherryland. So, Nick, thank you as always. And, folks, strap in for a wild weekend of football. And as always, just up. Bear down forever.